welcome to another edition of Michael L. Craver Presents. It is a beautiful Friday, May the 28th. Happy birthday to my brother, the big dog. I'm getting ready to start calling him antitrust. Inside joke there. But I've got um, I've got a bunch of different things that I put together in this stack of all these pages of... <laughs> <laughs> These would be interesting little tidbits for the podcast. And since I've been talking about streamlining, I'm going to clear out my notes. I'm going to get all this stuff recorded on the record. I'm take it out on each and every one of you. This, this randomness was not organized. And so this uh, podcast, like anything else that seemed organized to begin with, is going to be all over the place. So I'm about to, about to streamline all over you. Quite a mess we're going to make. We got, um, the first thing I had written down here uh, says cereal and soup. Someone was trying to be funny and asked me whether cereal is a soup or not. And there was this whole exchange that happened where I said, you know, number one, you know, most soups are like a based, like a cream based, et cetera, et cetera. Now I got an interesting reply to that which was well milk is cream and you da, da, da. And I said well if that's true then how come they don't just throw grapes in raisin bran because they gotta get processed and they gotta turn into raisins that's why because milk in its natural state is not what you make soup out of it would be chemically altered right if you chemically alter something you've given it chemotherapy in a way so stop giving my uh, my cereal cancer to turn it into soup. Uh, ultimately, uh, if, as we went through all this and talked about chowder this and tomato base that and so forth, right? I said, you know, the, the fundamental piece of what you're missing is in the question that you asked. Cereal isn't a soup at all. The cereal is what's in the box. It's the dry material, the dry items, the ingredients. It's got nothing to do with liquid. Hey, wait a minute. <laughs> right? You're adding milk to cereal. Yes, that's right. Now, you think of, of cereal as the completed process, but the actual cereal aisle doesn't have milk on it because that's cereal. You have a bowl of cereal with or without milk. That's the interesting part. If you have something like gravy powder, well... Do you have gravy without the... No, you have to finish the process. Just like cream is a processed material. Um, it's an interesting little tidbit that somebody asked me, but I, I thought cereal is not soup. And then it took me a few minutes to think, you know, you fundamentally asked the wrong question. Cereal is the dry material. What else we got? The instant loss is written down here. You know why? Because, oh, uh, because my ex... Uh, Mix. That's an interesting thing. We always like inside names. We'll call her Mix or Lash. Um, or LaRue. Lash LaRue was a WCW character, so that would be like three degrees separated from... But um, I was looking through the Instant Loss cookbook because she would try to find things to cook. Different choices. And I'm looking through. I just Googled Instant Loss. I'm sorry, I use Microsoft Bing. Let's not give a shameless plug to Google. 
being instant loss recipes and then i just clicked images because i'm trying to find a variety of things that i can pick apart here as <laughs> this <is> chicken <laughs> chicken black bean and quinoa burrito bowl well a burrito is wrapped in a tortilla a bowl is served in a bowl think about that now think about that now they can't both coexist i mean i suppose if you threw a taco in a bowl it would be a taco bowl because it's a bowl with a taco in it but is that true if you just throw a filet mignon into a bowl is it a filet mignon bowl well no because you it's a steak bowl man you do this and that and the other right is it still a burrito it's not fucking wrapped Hey, hey, you're on to something here. Yeah, no shit. Can't be a convertible without the top. All right. I mean, it's classified as a convertible. Do you know what I mean? If it's if it's involuntarily a convertible, it's not a convertible anymore. It doesn't have the top to go back up. A burrito bowl is torn up. It's not a burrito. What, you got to wrap the... Now, there'd be a concept. Wrap the whole bowl in the tortilla. Have a little porcelain in your teeth. Look like one of them old Looney Tunes cartoons where the guy's sitting at the piano and it blows up. Then there's... Ivory piano keys hanging from his mouth. I think that's Daffy Duck. He's playing at the talent show at Bugs Bunny. If I find that YouTube clip, I'll put it in here, right here. But I'm going down these recipes, and I'm just looking at this stuff, and it's like, here is um, instant pot grain-free lava cake. Well, let me tell you something. Cake, by definition, is baked. Am I missing something here? That's a pot. You don't bake in a pot. Mm, you cook in a pot. Anyway. The only real way to do that would be if you take the stuff, put it in the pot, put it in the oven. It's not an oven. Now, if, it, if you're going to try to give me that it's an oven bullshit, then why is it named an instant pot? See, either way you're going to have a conflict. I don't see how you live with yourself trying to make this kind of logic happen. This didn't happen back in the 80s. These kids are all confused now. 
And just out of the blue, just for, as a random piece of information, I read that the uh, the Black Lives Matter co-founder had to quit. I guess she went back to one of her million-dollar homes. It's got like $3 million worth of homes that she bought all over the place. <sighs> Interesting, right? People are using I saw people. I think the woman's name is Tanya. There's a documentary. Oh, if you go on Amazon, you'll find it. But it's um, this is a 9/11 documentary about the survivors and the the support groups. And this woman named Tanya had started the groups. Very prominent, very active. Her husband was killed in the towers, you know. And it came out after the fact that when they tried to hear her story and she told it so many times, it was it was fake. <clears throat> she she created some great groups, brought some people together. She was a fraud. Brings the whole system down, right? You can't name it an Instant Pot and then try to tell me you're going to bake stuff in it. It's not an oven. Can't make cake if you can't bake. Um, anyway, I didn't go down much more than that. Uh, I've got all kinds of things that, you know, we used to go across. And um, here, Instant Pot, chicken enchilada soup. Well, I can tell you what an enchilada is. And it's not soup. Strange, right? Oh, come on, man. Now, let me ask you this, Mr. Smartass. If you go to the doctor's office and he tries to tell you that you have a sprained brink fracture, da, 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 and he, well, wait a minute, what is my diagnosis? Oh, I don't know. But you'll figure it out, right? It can be a sprain, a break, a fracture, a spiral fracture, a compound. It's all of those things, all in one. No, 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 it's not. Right. And this is where you run into this horse shit because it starts in one area and it spreads around. So you got these people who think there's 95 genders and now you got people who can't tell what the fuck food they're eating. What category would it go in? I don't know. That's right, because you guys don't categorize anything anyway. Your pictures are in disarray. Your filing cabinets... What filing cabinets? Your organizational system is out the window. Everything's laying on a countertop or it's thrown in a drawer, a bin... It's so simple. You just run over and buy storage bins. Go to Ikea. Create your own landfill. That's not a landfill. It's not on the ground. Is it? Are we going back to that? Now you got a standard? You didn't to begin with. Let's not try to stand on bullshit. You just sink into it. Gives you really muddy feet. No matter what happened in 2020, it's a brand new year. And with HelloFresh, it's 365 days to start fresh. To make some new memories that just might turn into traditions. 365 ways to make time for yourself. To make time for the kiddos, to make a mess, or make believe. To make it up as you go along and make it your own. To make their new all-time favorite meal. Whatever this new year brings. Hi, Mom. Hey, Pam. We'll help What's you turn your to-dos into to-dos. Pork and pineapple tacos. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> Just take it step by step and we'll make it. Cheers. One dish at a time. No, I, I wrote down more than, than just instant loss and, and cereal because some of it was a higher power thinking. I said, what about electricity's ecological effects that are felt by people far away? And that refers to a documentary, and there's several of these. 
about dams and hydroelectricity and uh, things that go on in different parts of not only North America, South America, and around the world. Uh, specifically, the one I had hit me the best was down in, there's a Chilean dam down in South America. And it, of course, when you create a dam, it backs everything up, right? It pools the water into a reservoir, but it destroys the natural flow and the ecological system that is going on in the area. While that water pools up, goes through the dam, turns the turbines, and creates electricity to send far away. The problem that you have out of all of these things is the rural area and everything else that's, let's say it's an urban area, but you unlikely, right? You build the dam, so you build all this material and concrete and all this construction out to that area. But when you back all the water up and you flood all of those lands, it backs up all the minerals, the nutrients, everything behind that dam. And they don't naturally flow anymore. It actually kills the flow of the natural spring and fresh water into the ocean farther away. So like the Colorado Dam, the Hoover Dam, etc., there are greatly um, <clears throat> affected areas in the coral reef and otherwise that don't get the nutrients. They don't get the same animals, which... Right, You need these smaller animals to feed these larger animals. You pull all that stuff and you stick it behind a wall and you hold on to it. Now you're not intentionally controlling the wildlife, but it's one of the pieces of collateral damage as we do all these man-made things. And so the electricity's ecological effects are felt by people far away. Of course, the people who are using the electricity, especially in, in Chilean areas down there, they pop that electricity out of those turbines into high-tension power lines and run it a couple of hundred miles up north to the metropolitan areas, which means all of these other people are affected by high-tension power lines. They're living underneath them. They're displayed. You know, there's different things that happen with their land because they have to have a path for these power lines. So everybody who's living in the urban area is fucking around with people who are minding their own business where they want to go down there and pump and throw all that money together and eminent domain or you know the government could kind of step in in different ways and say we're going to take this land and we're going to flood that land and we're going to move you somewhere else and they go wait a minute i've been farming this land for years we'll give you land somewhere else okay right how do you know what that soil is going to do and where you're going to go and it, you know maybe your loved ones are buried there otherwise this ties into an ownership piece that i'm going to talk about in some future episodes i got a series i'm putting together something to think about as you're using your electricity and otherwise why do you have to build these gigantic solar farms? Oh, because we don't turn the lights off when we leave the room, and we don't believe in, you know, it's ridiculousness. They try to teach you in school to turn the water off while you brush your teeth. Why? Because you save a lot of water. Your water bill will be lower. Your electricity bill will be lower. <gasps> imagine how it fucking happens, you know. You don't throw all your food away because you cook too much and waste it. Guess what? Your food dollar will stretch farther. Spend a few dollars, put it in some Tupperware, eat some leftovers or something, man. People don't think like that. They're, they're ridiculous. Uh, do we have anything else that's here? Yeah, that's ideas for a September 11th podcast. Some of it's really creative. Some of it's a little Michael Craver-ish. The other things that I have written here are, are about this uh, training video. Just so if you're out there and you're doing corporate training, you're doing anything that's Involving motivational speaking, and, and as I said, you know, you name an instant pot, pot, and you tell me you're going to bake in it, right? You smoking cigarettes out of your pipe? Let me get the fuck out of here. So, 
I was in a session at this restaurant in a steakhouse, and they were trying to show a motivational video or more or less something to inspire teamwork because in February of 2020, before the pandemic, we had a meeting about team service, and we were going to start implementing team service. And I looked around and said, I've worked in restaurants for 15 years, and you guys need a motherfucking history book. Somebody said the other day, if you fly back to Canada, I was watching this video about uh, wrestling in Canada. And they said, yeah, every time you fly back to Canada, they tell you to set your watch back 25 years. And I don't know if that's true. It's funny, right? But I, <laughs> this is how I felt in that meeting. Because team service is what you do, right? Everybody's wearing the same uniform. If they drop the ball, you pick it up. Like, where is the mystery here? That's how a relationship's supposed to, to function. That's the one of the problems I just, you know, handled or distanced myself from with uh, the previous relationship I was in. You know, you, you have these situations where people are, I don't know, they're priorities. Let's say they got a few dollars they got to spend on something that's unexpected. Oh, car trouble. Oh. Man, I'm going to be short this month. What do you do? You step in and you help them out. She needs to be doing homework. So you run over and you cook dinner and help her do homework. He's got to work late, so maybe you work. And you got a few leftovers left for him. Or maybe you got a hot meal sitting in the oven. So when he comes home, and get a plate. I mean, it's not difficult stuff, right? They moved the kid's soccer game. I don't know what I'm going to do Thursday for such and such. I got it. I got it. And more you know prominent in the american landscape is sports hey i dropped the ball well somebody else pick it up sling it in get the guy out run it for a touchdown i mean come on this is not hard we all grow up in these visual worlds right this you watch the people play PE, whether you participate or not. Oh, I never paid attention. Maybe they never played kickball. Maybe that's why them, you know you don't you never played dodgeball. Your gym class was what? Nothing. You have to catch butterflies. And then we get to our adulthood, and we think it's funny watching. Uh, is his name going to elude me? That's not Rip Torn, is it? Maybe it is. Who plays Patches of Hulan in uh, Dodgeball, you know, with Vince Frazier and so forth. And everybody knows the. Because we, we looked at that movie, or you heard the, the thing, you saw the clip, it's culture, it's a prominent little piece. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. <laughs> he's going to, you know, he's going to jump up. And uh, it's that's just how it is. You know, you get hit with that wrench. Uh, I don't know, man. People just don't look around as if life is going to hit them with something. And they, they plan recklessly. They live like paycheck to paycheck, et cetera, et cetera. And I just like, I can't for the life of me understand that sort of thinking. Do you not sleep on like a regular basis so that by Friday you're like an hour short, an hour short, an hour short. And then by Friday you're five hours short. I mean, these are the things that cause cancer and they propagate disease inside of you. These are the things that allow your immune system to collapse and your body to fail itself. 
starts with the mind. Organization, priorities, definitions make a difference. No, that's not true. Okay, well, we don't have to worry about you being around to argue it in our older age, right? I don't have to worry about competing with folks like that for a job. I just don't. And you don't either, right? The world ain't that ugly. Look around you, and the people who are in jobs around you are the people above you just as competent and as reliable and as reasonable as you are. They're not. Wait for them to drop the ball. You'll be the hero. You're going to learn to be true dodgeballers. Then you've got to learn the five D's of dodgeball. Dodge, duck, dip, dive, and dodge. If you master the five D's, no amount of balls on earth can hit you. Quibbing, go ahead. Me or... Yeah, um, shouldn't we, like, learn by dodging balls that are thrown at us, or...? That's what this sack of wrenches is for. If you can dodge a wrench, you can dodge a ball. What? Any other questions? Oh my god! Yeah, uh, Patches. Are you sure that this is completely necessary? Necessary? Is it necessary for me to drink my own urine? Probably not. No. But I do it anyway because it's sterile and I like the taste. Patience. Patience is the key there. Anyway, the video they showed was of Debo Sweeney, former coach, or maybe he's the current coach, uh, Syracuse. Anyway, Debo Sweeney, uh, he's <laughs> he was part of a documentary, and I believe it's called Schooled that was on Netflix where they dive into the possibilities and all of the reasons in the history of why NCAA athletes are not paid. But at the time, Ed O'Bannon, who had played for the Los Angeles Lakers, was the person who was going to get this changed. and It's since changed. I'll cover that in a second. But Debo Sweeney is on this documentary that I had seen telling everybody, oh, it's the purity of the sport, man. Can't pay the athletes. Meanwhile, this son of a bitch has got like a radio show, a shoe deal, a giant guaranteed contract from the university. He's making all the money. Where do you think his money is going to come from in the future? And how much do you think they'll be if they share it with the athletes? It's very biased, don't you think? These guys can't put some money towards their future at home. Otherwise, when they leave college, they leave broke. But they got a free education. But all this makes it even harder to swallow when some coaches like Clemson's Darbo Swinney, a man who makes over $3 million a year, insists that his players not get paid. As far as paying players, professionalizing college athletics, that's where you lose me. Uh, I'll go do something else because, uh, you know, there's enough entitlement in this world as it is. Now, wait, wait, wait. If you find that infuriating, you might like to know that Darbo Swinney is an anagram for soybean wind. Which, which I think is fitting, because he seems as pleasant as an Edamame fart. And the fact 
And it's a fact that his name is an anagram for soybean wind. It's not relevant to this discussion, but I thought it was worth mentioning because it feels like something he'd be annoyed by and would not want people to know on a wide basis. Hashtag soybean wind. And, by the way, the larger point is, Swinney has trademarked his name for use on shirts because he's allowed to do that. The NCAA manual explicitly states coaches are free to pursue endorsement or consultation contracts, and players are acutely aware of this discrepancy. Here's former University of Michigan basketball star Jalen Rose. The revenue stream for coaches people underestimate. You get paid from the school, you get paid from camps, you get paid from apparel company, you have a TV deal, you have your radio show. That's five revenue streams for the coach. So when I come into practice and I miss a couple of shots and I dribble it off my foot, and coach said, Jalen, what's going on with you? What's going on with me? My mother lights about to get cut off. That's my problem. That makes sense. Sometimes it must be tough to focus on your lights out shooting when your mother's lights are literally going out. Would you rather have an education with no down payment? Or if you play your ass off, do you think you might want to have a few dollars to show for it? Since they did trade your services for ticket prices and TV deals. Think about that. That's a more complex thing, but you're a nurse and you're going through an internship. You are a legal aide going through an internship. You're anybody else going through an internship. And you provide a service that somebody else charges money and pays taxes on. So are you a volunteer or not? Who's liable for your work? You are. Should you be compensated? This is a no-brainer. Of course you should be compensated. But it's for the learning experience. Doesn't every job have a training schedule? A 90-day probation period is very, very common. You hire somebody from the outside or somebody fresh off the street. What does that mean? Every high school kid that bags groceries ought to fucking volunteer for the first... You figure it out. As if it's four years of college, first four years of work ought to be volunteering. You know, because they're training you on the job. Well, that's not fair. They got a free education and they played football in there. What do you mean it's not fair? You're charging money for what they're doing. It's not free to go sit in the stands. You're absorbing money from these TV networks. Without the players, you don't have anything. So if you can talk people into doing it for nothing, it's righteous? No. Debo Sweeney on this documentary it said the players didn't need to be paid. And but yet he's he's one of these coaches who's very prominent, makes a great deal of money, and um, he said in the video I was watching at a banquet later, all about teamwork and everybody being on the same team and having the same goals. And I said, <laughs> you, you took home all the money made off, right? Who's the guy from uh, Kent Lay? Ken Lay. From uh, Enron and so forth, these guys ran off with all the money. They embezzled everything. Sweeney's doing it legally and hiding behind a system that doesn't want to pay college athletes. You know why they don't want to pay college athletes? Because then you would have to provide them medical insurance. Then you would have to take care of many other things that go along with them being a paid-slash-employee of the university. And that creates a whole new ball of wax where there's liability involved. You would think that as close as those words might be in Scrabble, that liberal and liable would fucking merge. And you would go, oh my goodness, we feel for them, we're going to help them.
No. They go to court and they fight it because they keep keep more money that way. Selfish motherfuckers. That's rule number three, ain't it? Don't be a motherfucker. Um, at the restaurant, and this is a parting quote about this piece, um, they had told us how <laughs> all about team service and teamwork. And then told us they were going to schedule the floor full every night. And if business didn't pick up by like an hour later, they would send people home. And I said, what in the hell is that? You're going to pull people out of their house to work for two thirteen an hour and let them go when they aren't going to be doing any work or making any money for, you know, that's what they're there for, gainful employment. Pay their bills. You're dragging them away from their house and causing them stress. They have to dress up, transportation, gas, et cetera, et cetera. They lose dollars, right? You can't go back and forth to work for two thirteen. And so what are they getting out of this? A chance that they might do it? How about a forecast? How about analyzing some charts, looking at, oh, sales over the last 13 weeks? Because usually people break it into 13 weeks. That's the quarter of the year. And go up, up. The trends are okay. And Tuesday night, we're gonna need this many people. That's right. And that's your gamble. You put that many people on. That's the way a restaurant works. And sometimes you don't have enough help. Sometimes you do. How do you balance that in a more uh, complex way? You put stronger people on shorter nights. And they make more money. Then carry more weight. I learned this stuff a long time ago. Why nobody thinks like this? You just show up for work. Maybe there'll be work. Maybe there won't be work. I don't know. Maybe they'll shave me today. Maybe they won't. Bah. The fuck out of here. What's the old thing where you put your you put your fingers together, you interlock them, and you put the the fingers in there, and you close your hands with your fingers locked. This is the church, and this is the steeple, isn't it? Yeah. No, these are the sheeple. That's what the fuck that is. Sheep. No wonder getting fucked all the time. What else do I have here? Um, only what? Only flaccid people pump themselves up. Now that's not nice. That's got to be some kind of appropriation or something for um, impotent people. It's these little things that I write down from time to time. They're just they're they're really not funny. Her SAT score is like a good batting average. Well, you don't want to date a girl like that. You get 400 just for putting your name on the SAT. That's why it's so funny, right? Because 400 would be an excellent batting average. Especially in today's world. I don't even follow sports, but I ran across something the other day. Said, yeah, batting averages are down. <laughs> Ain't that strange. Cover everybody up from head to toe. It's kind of hard to keep your eye on the balls. Uh, about to, here's some other random things that may or may not have been told on a podcast. Uh... You can't decorate my house. I think I told that story, but just because it's interesting to me. There was, and I'm single, so I'm gonna tell this story anyway. This young lady had a conversation with me, a long conversation. Said we should talk. You know, you seem really interesting, and blah 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 blah. blah. So we're talking, and she's, we're we've disagreed heavily on. I don't remember what it was, but it was about freedom and free speech. And she said, no, 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 we're going to move on to another topic so we don't get upset with each other, etc. And I'm looking at myself in the mirror and I'm going, this is a philosophical difference we are not going to be able to work past. When people write divorce papers and put irreconcilable differences, this is what they mean. 
I entertained her because I thought, you know what? I'll stick around. It'll be a good story. You tell me if it's a good story. She proceeds to tell me that her last boyfriend did not drive, did not have a car, and that she had to drive him around, but she didn't care. She didn't want to ride with anybody else. She wanted to be in control. It started there. I said, let me ask you something. If, I don't know why this occurred to me, but I said, if he lives in a place that you and him rent or buy together, he pays 50%, 60%, whatever. You'd like control, it sounds like. So if he's paying half the rent and you're paying half the rent, how much of the house does he get to decorate? And her words to me were, he's not going to decorate my house. My house? Like, are you Dikembe Mutombo with the finger swag? Like, fucking get, you know. And if you don't get that, it's a basketball reference. He, people come down the lane, they go to shoot, he smacks that shit up into the stands. Get out of my house! Well, he's paying half the house. So, <laughs> shouldn't he get at least 50-50 say? She treated like uh, these complex stock shares that companies have. Only so many are voting shares at the you know the board of directors. <laughs> this wasn't a generic 50-50 split. But, you know, she told me that. And, and proceeded to tell me all kinds of other things that were on my Facebook timeline. Whether I had poked fun at something, put something up about a conflict, a political, so forth and so on. And she said to me, promise me that you're going to take those things down because I'm not going to be with somebody who is going to make this kind of joke or that kind of observation or beyond. I said, that's absolutely not going to happen here. Nobody's worth sacrificing your freedom for. Now you, And I'm talking about the abstract mental, intellectual, on the guns, et cetera, et cetera. No one's worth sacrificing your freedom for. Now, if you really love some girl who's Chinese and you want to move over to the People's Republic and live in China and and lose whatever you have under the United States Constitution, you can make a different call. In my view, nobody's worth losing your freedom for. However, there's some wild stuff over in China. As far as if you've ever seen how fast they can build buildings and hospitals and those islands and I think somebody was showing the statistic that they had installed more electric car uh, charging stations in like a day or a week, whatever it was. Look it up. They'd installed more charging stations in that short amount of time than we have ever installed total in this country. Yeah, that's ambition. Every time I see the word ambition, I think about the... Uh, Amblin Entertainment, which I think is is who made E.T., so it's one of the oldest memories I have as far as movies go. The movie starts, it's got Amblin Entertainment, Wind Dancer, Touchstone, Morgan Creek, you know. Love my, my little introductions, the little things that, like, you see those as an indicator in the movie. It's like seeing the Jason mask or something. It's like, oh, this is going to be good. It's going to be good. So let's check off the things that we've said here in our random chat. Breadcrumbs episode. Uh, yeah, that'll have to be a whole episode. That'll be something this week. Put a star on it. Look, I think if you're planning on going out and enjoying Memorial Day, there's a lot of places that you can go and do things. And You choose if you like the vaccine, you don't like the vaccine. Have that fight with yourself. It is what it is. But it's a wide open place for people to be able to 
you know, enjoy each other for the, what the first Memorial Day in, in, a, in a long time. When I say a long time, I mean 365 days uh, to be able to, you know, you go out and, and put a flag on somebody's. Uh, and, and Memorial Day, because I said definitions are important, is the day for people who are deceased who have been killed in American conflicts. If you're in the armed services, you died during a conflict. That's what Memorial Day is for. Veterans Day is for everybody alive dead and otherwise. Veterans Day is a comprehensive, if you serve, day. Memorial Day is for the people who have been memorialized by their death during service, particularly in conflict. I think it's exclusive to conflict, but I'm trying to give you the benefit of the doubt here, or at least give you some gray area. What are these other notes? Uh, no, those will go into an adult episode. There's one of those quickly coming up. Otherwise, I think you guys should enjoy the rest of your um, weekend. I'll, I'll put some more material out there. The random topics of uh, paying college athletes and being able to work as a team, talking about electricity and, and how it's you know, fucking up the program uh, are enough for me today. If you guys... Every time you're out there, you're listening to me, you're on an electronic device. Yeah, I'm, I'm asking you to more or less burn up some electricity to be able to hear my podcast. But as soon as it's over, you can turn it off. You don't have to listen to anybody else's podcast or pay attention to anything else. You got all, your, all your information can come from right here, right? It's about, just believe it as much as you believe the Instant Laws cookbook. That's right. That's right. I've got a chicken enchilada, burrito, baked cake, bowl. Da, da, da. No, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> I always wondered how you could fucking get brainwashed when you got all that skin and bone around it. But uh, it's interesting, right? You guys have a great Memorial Day. If you have a chance to uh, say hello to somebody else and uh, say, Hey, you got any people for Memorial Day in your family? Yeah. Go grab some flowers. Go grab a flag from your... Uh, department store or wherever you may get a flag you know, stake it on somebody's piece of land where they're not getting up from and uh pay a little homage a little tribute to them i think i'm, I'm gonna go run and do that this afternoon uh for my grandfather uh, and maybe for some other people in the family i know there's mm, more than a dozen cravers in the uh graveyard where i grew up uh Definitions are important. So is language, Michael. Did you grow up in a graveyard? What the hell are you talking about? In the graveyard at the church that I attended, when I grew up, there are many cravers from uh, different foreign wars. And I don't know of anybody in the Civil War there. So I'm going to say foreign wars. But um, I have to go out and, and check that out. Uh, I'm doing double duty for those folks because I can tell you that my father for many years now, has uh, been the person who puts the flags um, out on those markers and on those grave sites. One of the many reasons that uh, he's the best. So I hope you guys um, do something for somebody else. Pick up the ball. Teamwork. Teamwork. If you don't have a game scheduled, practice. Pick up game. Open the door for somebody, even if they're not your date. Be charming to somebody. Help them with a grocery. Help them with a toilet. You never know when it might be some English teacher who told you things 
who gave you lessons that you later recorded on a podcast. They are in the earlier parts of this podcast. I don't, whatever episode, but I can remember Bill Longyard telling me how, um, he, <laughs> he says to the class, young man said, oh, we got homework. We're going to have a quiz. Do we have to do this homework? Is it for a grade? He said, well, you don't have to do it. And he said, well, do we have to turn it in? Uh, like, what if we don't do it? He said, what if you don't do it? <laughs> you know, <laughs> sometimes it's the things you don't do. Remember, I my lesson, uh, my counterpart to that is, you can say whatever you want, but you never know what it'll cost you. Well, what if you don't do it? I talk about how I did this in a therapy episode last time. What if is my approach. How to is it when, you, when you're directing somebody. I just go, what if? But there's an extension of that little two-word phrase, isn't there? What if you don't do it? Mm. Have a good Memorial Day. And let's uh, not stretch the definition of memorial to have to apply to the things that you find out on the other side of that question. What if you don't do it? Take care.